Well, I, I said, I said, I said that I wasn't going to talk about this on the podcast, mm. and but I'm going to bring it up real quick, sure. just because there's there's like there was a development, okay, of a, th- of a third nipple. Well, they say they can remove it, <laughs> and they I believe them. They say a lot of things. No, okay, so here's what happened. Between the mm-hmm. last time you and I talked, when mm-hmm. I, <laughs> by the way, smoked that trivia challenge. Um, I Can I, just as a side, yeah. like yeah. I went from, I went from, so I went from making, like not making, but I went from planning that trivia episode to right. going, let's see what percentage she gets out of 100. Then when I started asking it, it was it was going on the trend of, Oh gosh, he might get them all. Yeah. And I didn't know how to feel about it. Like I wasn't upset. I, I wasn't upset like in like, oh, like I'm disappointed I wanted to stump you. I was just disappointed in thinking, did I pick questions that weren't hard enough? But I think the ultimate answer was I picked I, fi- like I think they were hard. I think they were hard. I honestly think that. And so I think as kudos to you, you just shone in your knowledge of pop culture things and well and in- i'm also the first to admit and i did admit mm-hmm. some of those were sh- sheer dumb luck yeah. right like some of those i just got stupid lucky there were shots in the dark there were some that were like numbers based like how many and i forget what it was but it was like pick a number from some movie thing and you're like oh i think it's this. Yeah, yeah. What, so like- what what year was uh was dirty dancing set in? right it was one of them yeah. Yeah. 1962, by the way. Um, <laughs> for those playing along at home. Uh, so, anyways, between then and now, we had a uh, we had a, a cat medical emergency. Mm. Cat swallowed something the cat shouldn't. Um, it was the general professional consensus that the odds of passing it on his own were nil were very slim like extremely slim and the repercussive the repercussions of trying to see if it he'll pass it himself and then discovering that he hasn't or is not going to um were serious repercussions right Mm. like surgery and and removing sections of his intestines and like just uh, uh, the type of things that not only do you not want to pay for but you also just don't want you know like you know it's just like a god-awful recovery process for the cat and then it's like probably special diet for the rest of the cat's life and just like all these, you know, whatever. It's it's not the type of thing where if you say no, it's going to be, okay, well, we'll have to do an afternoon of Lipton soup for the cat and give right. it some, you know, a yeah. neti pot. Like, it's, no. yeah, it's not, it's not great. No, it's, we're going to open your cat up. And so, yeah. um, so we got, we got, we got lucky in the sense that by the time they were able to have someone on site to do what needed to be done, it was still in a stomach. And so they were able to go in with a scope through the mouth and remove it that way. Um, in fact, some of it, like it, so it was, it was a long chunk of string basically. Um, and it had actually 
started to leave his stomach. <laughs> but they were able to like pull it back in. <laughs> and then like get back yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, and then you know, you can imagine I'm not gonna talk about this part on the podcast, but you you can imagine the bill that comes oh. with something like that. But so anyways, p- part of this process obviously is knocking the cat out. Right? Mm. Because like A, yeah. you can't go down, you know, you can't do a scope. We don't even do scopes. Like I had a scope years ago and mm. I was put under for it. Right? Sure. So it's not, it's, it's not even just like, oh, the cat's a cat and isn't going to sit still. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a horrible right. process. Like we don't want your gag reflex going off. We don't want, right. you know, any of these yep. things. So we, you know, actually... I saw you the day that I had that scope done. <laughs> That's right. No, no, that was my wisdom teeth. No, different, different day. Um, that was when I had my wisdom teeth out. Anyway, either way, it was still days I was stalking you, and uh, yeah, your family was concerned that I was not following the restraining order so badly. Yeah, I was like, "What the the hell are you doing here?" Um, like, listen, can we not escape you somehow? Yeah, like I haven't even left. Like. <laughs> I'm trying to shower here. I haven't even left for the hospital. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> no. So, it. so anyways, um, yeah, so they knocked the cat out. Right. And, mm. and I know that like, cause they, and they have to do x-rays and the cat's not going to sit still for the x-ray. And like, mm-hmm. and I, I know that with people most of the time, unless there's like an issue and we got to wake you up now, mm. we just kind of let people wake up. Right, mm. like we just kind of we stop giving them the drug that is mm-hmm. knocking them out, and then right. they're going to wake up. And I don't know if it's the same for cats. Hmm. Like I don't know if they just let it wear off, or if they give the cat something to wake them up, hmm. or if it's just. I mean, surely there's also pain medication and whatever. Mm. Else. Like there's stuff that they're giving to. You know, people like if you're having a surgery done and you're a human and and there's going to be pain and stuff like like, you know, they give people like fentanyl. Right. And so I don't know if there's like a cat fentanyl equivalent. Anyways, when the cat (laughs) finally came home, even shining deep into the cat. (laughs) <laughs> the cat, like medical MD, we were getting like even. I feel like we're here. <laughs> continue, continue. Even shining my cell phone flashlight into the cat's eyes would not make his eyes constrict. Oh wow! They were so dilated, so dilated oh. you couldn't make out any color. They were just black, oh, right? Like the cat was high out of his mind when he came home, um, and it, for anyone who has a cat you know the cat sleep like 16 hours a day or you know whatever like it's it's and that's and it's but like that's actually like medically what they need they're supposed to oh. sleep like a lot right? okay yep um i think he was awake for i'm gonna say 28 hours oh gosh like came home didn't sleep that night, oh. was up all the next day. And you could tell that he was tired. Like you could look right. at him and he yeah. looked like just pummeled. Oof. But I think it was like a combination of like, didn't feel safe falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And also there are so many drugs still in my system. 
<laughs> that I just can't. You're you not know, you're like, not running on a normal tank of gas. Yeah, I don't know if they gave him like uppers or like what he, but he was just <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. The cat could have used a Valium. He could have used a, a <laughs> um. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Um. Oh, is completely irrelevant. But I need to want. Like Lorazepam. hello and welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Movie Men podcast. I am Peter, my, uh, not a cat doctor, but plays one on TV friend is Brady. And it's, speaking of like animals getting stoned, I I recently was talking to someone who took their dog for a walk and, um, they like let it go free, like on a leash in a, in a park for a bit. And it came back and was acting very odd and very weird. And the long story short is it somehow got into some edibles that someone just left in a park and literally ate marijuana edibles and was high as a kite. Right. That's, you know, um, I was, I was thinking of, um, not Xanax, but Xanax is a downer. (laughs) Gosh, let me start talking about what we're here to talk about. And when Wait, you so, find, hang on, let me let me just let me find, just ask. I just need to ask you this because <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, we yeah. we have uh, you know we haven't specifically said where you work or what you do, but sure. we've said that you work in the medical community. Sure. Um, and so I'm going to ask you a, yeah. like a medical question here. Sure. Do they in within the medical? I mean, I know that it's probably not like you know like the textbook, like the Latin version of the scientific, you know, whatever. Mm. But to doctors and nurses and orderlies and, you know, whatever else, mm-hmm. y'all say uppers and downers? Like, is that terminology that is used or is that just like street drug? I language? think that's street. Like, to oh, me, okay. when I hear those terms, I don't think a hospital setting. I think like no. season one true detective, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, Dick Tracy. <laughs> I love, I love uh, the the spicy and unique uh, tangents that you lead us on. It uh, it gives it gives this show some variety. And it was just, it was just bizarre. It was just a bizarre, you well, know, it was and, cute and at first watching him walk around and stumble and you know whatever, but then eventually yeah. it was just like. You know, I'm like laying on the bed with him. Ugh. Instead of getting the stuff done that I'm supposed to be getting done, I'm like laying down on the bed with him, like stroking his, like, just please, just just give in. Go to sleep. <laughs> like, just go to sleep. Dude. Yeah. Like, we yeah. got you. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. Well, I hope it's feeling better. That's not a fun ordeal for your cat or for your family. That's not fun. Oh but, no! Um, yeah, he's back. He's back to being an asshole. We're okay. Well, that's good news. It was it was money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're here to review uh, 1990 vote two, where we had some options, um, a lot of different votes that came through, a lot of tiered votes. Like we had some people hedging their bets, saying, you know. I'm going to give multiple vote options. So if this is in the lead, this is my vote. If this is in the lead, that's my vote. If that it doesn't work, then this like there was like some contingency, some some you know hedging your bets. But ultimately, in last place was was Problem Child. Um, a vote of yours, 
And uh, what what led you to to bring forth the problem child? Um, because it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Right? Have you seen? You've seen Problem Child, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I the, saw it as a kid. Oh yeah, on TBS right here. I I couldn't think of the name, but yeah, John Ritter. I, I yeah, remember. I mean, it's yeah, it's a couple things. It was just it's a movie that I saw when I was young. Mm. Um, so there's a nostalgic factor there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and and John Ritter, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the late yeah. the late great John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that was that was all. It was just no. it was yeah. just because of that. Yeah, yeah. There was no. no that, that would have been an interesting one to rehash. At least for me, I would have been interested, but. Devoting. Yeah, especially because I, I, I think like I remember it fondly, but ultimately I don't think it's g- great. Like I, I think it's an annoying I doubt movie. It. I doubt I think it's, it's an annoying it, movie. I doubt it's good. You might be right. I think it's probably on the the annoying side. Like I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have held high hopes of it being like a, a hidden gem or an uncovered gem. But oh, Michael Richards, Gilbert Gottfried. These are names that I was not. Gilbert Godfrey, okay, that rings a bell. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, but Michael Richards, too. Now, who's that, just for... Cr- Kramer from Seinfeld. What? Yeah. Who do- I have no memory of him being in this. Okay, I think I think he plays a villain in it. Yeah. He tries to, like, kidnap... He's like a a home invader or something. Sure. And, and the kid is just so insufferable that he, like, foils... <laughs> Very similar to the Christopher Lloyd Dennis Menace thing, right? Yeah, we should we should review that. I'm just off the cuff. Dennis Menace, yeah, yeah. I mean, Walter Matthau, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. I remember some of those scenes in that film, just laughing out loud. Most of, actually, to be quite honest, the ones around Christopher Lloyd playing that man. There's oh, something so about just like it. a dirty homeless guy. <laughs> dirty in every sense of the word. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, third place, we had Kindergarten Cop. And, yep. okay, so... It, it got I think some, you put that one for it, right? I think so. I I had a horse in this race. I, I kind of wanted that one to win. You know, I've got this special... Like, I've seen it once, and I think it was a recommendation of yours. I know Carl holds it highly. You know, it was one of those movies that, um, for me... Arnold Schwarzenegger, I only knew him in his really action-heavy roles. In his Jingle All the Way was really the only thing I knew him where he kind of showed some character emotion. And I thought yeah. Kindergarten Cop was the first one that really exposed me to, you know, is he, you know, does he have 27 Oscars on his shelf? Is he everyone's no. favorite, most talented actor? No. But he can show this different He's diverse. Depth. He's very diverse. And it's overall just a funny, cute 90s movie. Yeah. So I was, I would have had, especially a f- when he picks up the chubby kid who's eating everyone else's lunches and yells, <laughs> "Just stop!" or whatever it is, Kay. just stop it. Well, the other reason, uh, shout out to Lisa, friend of the show. The other reason, like my mom. Yeah, I, I wasn't trying oh, okay. to out it, like yeah, not no, not, whatever. Just, I'm proud. No, I'm not, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just. What are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I, lovely woman, She's I agree mom, with like, her most of my life. I would agree with her that I did want Kindergarten Cop to win also just so we'd have more Arnold impressions. from More of the Arnold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all you get. Put the cookie down. Yeah. No, can't do it. That's mm. that's jingle all the way. Yeah. yeah. We just had Christmas. It's close enough. It's fair. 
second place. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I'll let Which you was mine. Yeah, I'll let you decide or not decide. I'll let you talk about uh why you brought it forward. But it, in some of the voting options it was interestingly mentioned, you know, it's an important movie in the comic book percept or perspective of, you know, being one of those earlier adaptations. So yeah. so what made you bring this forward? Um a couple of things. I like I've said I don't know if I've said it on in episodes with you. I've definitely said it with Carl anytime we've talked about TMNT um, mm. news. I'm not like I didn't grow up a Ninja Turtles kid, right? Mm. Like it wasn't I had uh, a couple of toys. I think I still have a couple tucked away in a cardboard box that like my grandmother had bought at a yard sale or oh, something. That's cool. And it was yeah. like, you know, it was like a, your 90 style, like action figure, but it was a turtle and, and you could like open up the shell on the back and fold his hmm. arms and legs into the shell and then fold out like, tur- like you could turn it back into, you know, like spin the head around and turn it just into a turtle. Oh, right. Cool. So you could kind of like simulate the transformation. Um, and then I think there was a, like a bebop or a, like the two, the two villain guys. Um, I, yeah. Uh, of, not of a note, I, I, I don't remember the shows or the anything other than no, that, but and I do never, remember the toys big time. I yeah, do remember the toys. I watched, I watched the live action one. God, it's, I mean, it's probably like 12, 13 years old now. Um, mm. But the first of the the live action ones that came out in the 21st century, um, b- partially because it had like Stephen Amell in it hmm. and um, Johnny Knoxville played one of the turtles. And, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm interested and, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, but this one, you know, I had just, I had seen it as a kid um, and there's just something to me about that, the era in, in Hollywood with the sort of foam latex, full body suits. I'm, I'm almost wondering, like, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you told me that the Jim Henson company had something to do with the turtle <laughs> costumes, right? Like, it was, it was just that kind of, that time where it was like, we can't do this digitally, convincingly. <laughs> right. And so we're going to do it this way instead. <laughs> and, and I think it holds up better, right? Because you're yeah. not, like, it's, it's. Everything's as long as you get them like painted properly, mm-hmm. right? It has the right sort of like transparency to the green and and whatever, so that you can kind of sort of convey like an organic look. Then, then you're you're just lighting a scene, right? And hmm. and everything's there and it's tangible and it's not like well, yeah, it's good CGI, but it's obviously CGI and it's you know what. So I just like the tangibility of that. Right. Hmm. But I've never watched a Ninja Turtles cartoon. I've never watched. I've watched this one. I think maybe the sequel to this one. Um, and then and then the first of the newer ones. But I haven't watched any of the others. I'm not a massive Ninja Turtles person. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just not my, you know, 
I'm not one of those like, oh, ninjas are so cool. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> right. So, cool. yeah, I'm more interested in like ooey gooey cheesy looking pizza and cowabunga dude and, you know, like sort of the camaraderie between them than I am the actual like martial arts and fighting. And mm. yeah, I just don't care. Yep. Oh, that's fair. Uh, so then, big time in the winning role, uh, we yeah. had Dick Tracy, like big time, but it had mm-hmm. a lot of uh, common vote, a lot of Patreon supportage. Um, now, so have you really... had you seen it? No. So, no. so okay. Uh, kind of like Marshall, well, not like that in so many ways, but Marshall had not seen, but he was curious um, if it how it held up compared to the book that he he had read, and right. I I had not read the book. I had well, I, wait, it, like so. It's a comic series, sure. Like it's sure. a comic book, started Written. in 1931 and is mm. still running. Oh, it's still running. That I did it's, not know that. I yeah, knew it was. I was reading up comic. on that earlier, and it's like you know they the the oh. the artist in charge changed as recently as 2017. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I uh, as I've said on the show in the past, and you've echoed this too, I'm a huge Dick Van Dyke fan. I think he is one of my favorite all-time actors. Love him in his prime, but he's still got some really good stuff in, in his golden years. But in all the years of me looking at his filmography, this has always stuck out to me. And I didn't know what role he played in this, but I've always kind of had, I don't know, some meh when i looked at this and um so i've never been intrigued to watch it enough but i was always having it on my radar knowing that dick van dyke was in this so that's that's the only thing i really knew about this movie is that dick van dyke was in it and then when i started looking up more when it had was winning the votes and i saw who was in it and i saw some of the different kind of costume designs and things so i i was intrigued the more I was looking into it and the, the the more I was finding out I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I too had not seen it. Um I I I put it forth as a vote option because it I it just it's iconic. Right? Mm. Like people know th- this movie. Um I did not know that Dick Van Dyke was in it. Oh, interesting. I didn't know Dustin Hoffman was in it. Right. I didn't know Al Pacino was in it. Right. I didn't know that Madonna was in it. Right. I didn't know that the kid who plays Robin Williams' son, Jack, from Hook, was in it. Oh, I didn't know that the same boy who played the son in What About Bob was in it. Yeah. And so what I knew, I knew it was Warren Beatty. I knew that it, I, I was pretty sure he was a detective. And, and he directed it too, did he not? Yes. Yeah. And and then obviously, it, most people are familiar with, like, even if you haven't seen Dick Tracy, you don't know anything about Dick Tracy, you're familiar with the imagery of the yellow suit and the hat. Sure. Right. You know the imagery. Um, and that was it. That was all I knew going in. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, and here we are. here we are. Should we do initial impressions? Yeah, let's do it up. Okay. Um, I think... I think it's 
it's fun to look at. Mm. Um, with the like intentionally bad map paintings and the you know sort of that like weird um sur- surrealism kind of feel to it mm. the, the landscape shots and stuff um you know intentionally bad effects of cars driving through cities and and stuff like that like it's all supposed to not quite feel 3D at times almost like 2.5D sort of um so I think it's I think it's fun to look at. I think there are some standout moments and some standout characters. Obviously, because it's Danny Elfman, I think the score is fantastic. <laughs> you would, yep, yep, you would. I think the story falls pretty flat. Yeah, okay. And I think there's just not a lot, there's not enough going on. Um I think the story's not like wh- what exactly is going on and like what direction we're headed in and what the motive is here isn't always a hundred percent clear. Mm. And then even when it is clear, I don't think they're really inventing, reinventing the wheel at all. I, I, I think they're just like, it's just kind of, it's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then, so that's my initial impression. Obviously we'll break that down. Yeah, no. I'd echo a lot of what you're saying. You know, like I said, I was excited to see a film with Dick Van Dyke in it. His role was really minor and was really, you know, like an antagonistic role. So, you know, it didn't live up to what I was hoping it would be. I was intrigued by the cast list. I was intrigued by some elements. I think in some ways I was different than you. You know, I kind of liked the backdrop and how tacky it was. I, I just really enjoyed it. Oh, no, I'm saying I do like that. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. I okay. did. Yeah, I think it's fun to look at. I think I it's a fun to look at film. At the same time, in the same vein, like, I understand that it kind of goes hand in hand, but there were some things that I just really thought were weird choices that didn't work for me. Kind of the prosthetic choices of some of the villains and all these kind of weird faced, shaped faces and hairdos and yeah. just some of the so things f- were just very... From what t- I've seen... Yeah. That's consistent with the comics. That's what they I, look like and the names of them and you know sure. not to defend the choice. Yeah. Um but, but I it's mean, still I, it's still know. tacky. You know, maybe yeah. there was more I don't know I don't know uh with uh with the artistic tone that they're wanting, but I think there's alternative choices that they could have done. Um I I, I guess in the end, I, I was a little disappointed. There were some moments that I thought were intriguing. I liked some of the costume designs and the colors. It was just some of the really prosthetics and character designs that I disliked. And like I said, there's some twists and twin, turns that I enjoyed. I was truly blown away by the Madonna mask reveal at the end. I will give kudos to that. I had no idea. I had I zero didn't clue. see it coming at all. But then but, as soon as they did, it all made sense. Sure. Right, it made sense why this person was specifically going after Big Boy or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, ultimately, I do think the story kind of falls a bit flat, and there's times I'm just, you know, scratching my head wondering what are we doing here, whether it's times where Dick Tracy is screwing things up with his dame and kissing Madonna and going, you know, guy, what are our what are what direction are we going here with? Or, you know, 
kind of at times you're wondering, is this a normal universe? And then you look at people's heads and lips and noses, like in this poker game, and you're going, okay, kind of what the hell's going on here? Like just, just some f- things of, you know, A doesn't really connect with B. Um, you know, even in the ending when, when there's that whole gun shootout and like Dick Tracy unloads on this group of villains and he has no, like your, your dame is somewhere in this group of villains. Like, why are you just unloading without caution? Like, anyway. Well, cause um, it's set in like the thirties or something, twenties. Right? So, <laughs> shoot first, ask questions later. So anyway, yeah. uh, I, I, that is my initial impression. Cool. Um, Hmm. So sorry, did you let's go we usually go through the cast and we kind of went through it already. Yeah. So I just want to confirm, did you did you go through you said Al Pacino mm. and clearly it's like it's I guess not quite to the same degree of Penguin with Colin um Firth. Right. But it's it's close with the, like, unrec- with the unrecognizability, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think like the voice is very recognizable, but it's a very similar esque The voice uh, the the voice is so recognizable and it's almost like it's almost like Al Pacino like the voice sounds like when other people are doing an impression of Al Pacino and hamming it up. Yeah. Right? Like playing into his tropes. Yeah. Right? Like it it's almost Al Pacino being <laughs> self-aware and hamming it up and I will yeah. tell you that not knowing that Al Pacino was in this. Mm. Right prior to watching it, sure. And thinking of Al Pacino as the Godfather, mm. and you know those sort of like serious. I mean, he's playing a gangster in this, so that's yep. It's consistent with you know what you would think of as Al Pacino. Um, but but thinking of that and thinking obviously of of Scarface is the big one. Mm. Um. Not that not that Big Boy was my favorite character, but some of my favorite standout moments of this was I can't believe that Al Pacino's doing these things. <laughs> like I can't believe he's he's dancing, he's there with the practice for the showgirls and he's doing the dance moves the way that he is or that he's like, like I was just, you know, it's, it's kind of like when Michael Bolton showed up in the Lonely Island Jack Sparrow song and you were like, holy crap. Right. Like I've only ever thought of Michael Bolton as like the serious singer guy. Yeah. And so to see him like just give in to silliness, mm-hmm. that was really funny to me. It was a really unique over the top silly thing for for someone like Al Pacino um and so that that to me was was a huge standout mm. in a positive way oh yeah yeah um i think you mentioned james can i did not so the so the boy our our homeboy from uh what's what's the horror guy stephen hawking no uh stephen king stephen king St- Stephen King, uh, our boy from the film Misery, uh, mm-hmm. which coincidentally I think was also our other 1990 vote. Oh, it couldn't have been because we did Misery forever. It better not have been because mm-hmm. then I feel like we're really just not 
getting churning through done. the boats. Yeah, it was. I'd have to look. I think maybe between there was like a Christmas vote and then like a couple Halloween votes or something. Right. Yeah. I'd have to look. Uh, but yeah, James, James can. Uh, did you mention? The, yeah, you did mention the child from What About Bob and from Hook. Did you mention Mandy? I'm not, hang on. I'm not seeing James can in the cast list here. I'm not doubting you. No, no, no. You not. James can. Is he not? What? Who's he Dick? playing? Tracy. There's a few in here that I didn't recognize. Oh, Are you, oh there this? he is. There he is. Well, but also I'm on the Wikipedia, so that that always kind of... Uh, no, 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 he's in there. He's in there. So let's, let's fact check some of these other ones. So James can didn't yeah. recognize who he was. He was Spud Spaldoni. Spaldoni? Yeah. Spaldoni. Um, then we had Mandy Patinkin, who is Inigo Montoya from Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. We had the What About Bob kid. Is it true? This is what Wikipedia is telling me, that we had Kathy Bates and Catherine O'Hara. Uh, maybe tucked into, I see, that's the thing is you could put them in so much. Yeah. Kathy Bates and Catherine O'Hara. So I thought I recognized I'm Kathy not, Bates. Oh yeah. Catherine O'Hara played Texie Garcia. Who I have no idea who that is. And but Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates played Bates, Mrs. Green. And was Mrs. Green, like she was in the, one of the interrogation scenes or something. I oh think. God, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I thought I recognized her. Yeah. But also, like, I guess you kind of got to lean into it, though. If you've got these recognizable faces, I understand there's different costumes that are camouflaging them, but you got to kind of lean into it so we're not, we, the audience, aren't having to determine the star power in a movie. Am I right? Uh, I don't know. No, you don't have to. There's something fun about, you know, Daniel Craig showing up as a stormtrooper. Like, I think there's something fun about (laughs) sticking people in, especially like some of these people probably had one line sure right um obviously we have madonna who who plays breathless mahoney Mm. um i she i i have no i have no complaints about her performance i don't think madonna is a great actress but i don't think you need to be for, mm. for this role, right? And she was just kind of the 1930s showroom singer, ballroom singer type gal, mm-hmm. right? Um, I will say, while we're on the topic of Madonna, so this film, this is something that surprised me. Sure. It surprised me a great deal. Um, the film was made by... Um, Touchstone Pictures. Okay, okay. But it was distributed by uh, Buena Vista, which, for those that don't know, Buena Vista is a Disney subsidiary. Like, they were founded by Disney. Disney owns them, right? Yeah. And so, I was just a little surprised that 1992, Disney subsidiary Mm. 
and I don't know, like, I'm not, I haven't looked at a list of Buena Vistas. Like, maybe Buena Vista is where Disney sticks a lot of their <laughs> violent, like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. Maybe, let's see, film library. Yeah, like, what? Highest grossing list of, no, not Disney Studio Films, you dolt. I, where's... Anyways, right? What? Like I, 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 I was surprised the 1990 Disney subsidiary company was putting out a film, was distributing a film where Madonna gets as nipply as she does. Well, and there's a lot of murder in it too. Like poor, yeah, um, but, what's his but name? World, like, yeah, but people are people are stupid like that, right? People are stupid like that. We can we can gun people are stupid like that. Oh, because the world, the world in the film industry, because we can gun a hundred uh, people down, and if we yeah. don't show any blood, then it's not actually violence, and it's fine. But if we show a nipple, then this is this is a pretty adult film all of a sudden, right? Like it's, oh, it's. I'm not. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you, but I will say, like I, I. Well, actually, maybe, maybe I'm disagreeing with you. Like I didn't have any problems with what we did or didn't see with Madonna, right? I, in the context, I wasn't actually queasy, but I was a little uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was expecting like a little light comic book movie here, and we're literally pouring cement on lips and then dumping yeah. him to drown to death. And but keep it's in mind, I mean, Sin City... No, but just wait. And then it's just like, oh, shrug and move on. And I understand, yeah. like, in the context of a silly comic book movie, I think maybe I'm taking it a bit too seriously. Yeah, see, but there's, there's like, the superhero comic books and then there's, like... Like, comic books can get pretty, like... Yeah. You know... Because, like, Sin City is a comic book based mm. off a graphic novel, right? Like, so, there's, I mean, there there's comic books, graphic novels out there that are downright pornographic, right? Mm. Like, and even, like, The Killing Joke, yeah, which is a Batman I was just going to reference that. I, right? I, so, like, it's, it's, it. it's kind of one of those things. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was just surprised. I was surprised that um, that 1990s Disney was was okay with topless essentially topless Madonna. I mean, she's got a she's got a throw or whatever you would call that on. Um but it's fairly transparent. And like you said though, it is a subsidiary. So I mean, I guess sure. maybe they considered it far enough removed. Right. Of- yeah. This isn't Madonna's nipples by Pixar. No, it and it's you know. <laughs> You know, which I hear has been shelved. I hear that project is no longer, you know, <laughs> once scheduling cars, issues. Once they get Cars 4 under control, I think it's back on the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, Warren Beatty? It, it, it fine. I mean, I don't, listen, I don't know the character of Dick Tracy prior to now. And so the fact that Dick Tracy seems kind of monotone and a little flat maybe that's him mm. right maybe because the whole thing's got that like 1930s kind of straight man detective thing to it and so i guess that's it's all in line with that can i ask you a question and i don't mean yeah. this as a slight on bd because i don't i, I actually 
I'm not. Maybe he wasn't not authentic to Dick Tracy. Maybe he was. I can't comment because I haven't read the comics. I didn't think he played the the part poorly. When I read his filmography, there's not as much stuff I recognize. Is it a little odd that in a movie with so much famous acting and star power that there wasn't someone in the role that um, was a bit more equaling in star power to, you know, um, Al Pacino and Dick Van Dyke and Kathy, but, you know, like, am I, am I off onto something there or, or is Warren Beatty a bigger deal than I'm giving him credit for? Um, I mean, you've got Bonnie and Clyde there. You've got the fortune. I mean, he, I think, I think the problem is the, the majority of Warren Beatty's filmography is, 60s and 70s Mm. right like between 1978 and and 1990 he put out two films in the 80s and he's put out only a handful of films since and so maybe these 70s films are big deal films i don't know right like yeah, it's kind of one of those like without without a movie like It's a Wonderful Life and um and Vertigo would we would we be saying what's the big deal about Jimmy Stewart? Maybe. <laughs> right? Although at the time I'm sure like uh, everything that he came out in it was like holy shit it's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Right? So, like, I don't know. Dean Jones. You know who Dean Jones is? I do not. Exactly. But Dean Jones, like, if you pull up Dean Jones's IMDb right now and you look at a picture of him, I guarantee you, you know this guy because mm. he was, for the longest time, if Disney was putting out a live action film in the 70, 60s and 70s, Dean Jones was your guy. He was the biggest, most successful guy around and he did interviews about how that you know as a good christian you know whatever that kind of fame and that kind of money ruined him and went to his head and and Hmm. made him a guy he didn't like but but dean jones was like that darn cat and bonanza and Hmm. um the the uh the ghost what's the 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 blackbeard's ghost and monkeys go home and the love bug like the first herbie movie Right and the Shaggy Da, he played like which was a sequel to the Shaggy Dog. Um, oh, yeah. Dean Jones was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays the the evil veterinarian that wants to kill Beethoven in the first Beethoven movie. Like <laughs> Dean Jones was the guy. But now, now the question is, well, who the hell is Dean Jones? Right, right. and 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 it's just because I think it's not like they're 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 huge stars from outside of our time because if i were to ask you right now mm-hmm. name name five massive stars from the 1970s who are mm. the seven biggest stars in the 1970s oh yeah uh, you probably don't have an answer i mean no m- m- probably julia roberts is or julia roberts julie andrews <laughs> is julie andrews is probably on that list somewhere sure yeah maybe dick uh, van dyke maybe dick van dyke maybe christopher Plummer, but like mm. 
but then who else? I mean, there were there were dozens, <laughs> right? There were there were dozens of them, but we just don't know who they are. And I think that that's probably what's happening here with I, Warren Beatty. Oh, I I I won't disagree with you because again, I'm on the fence about this. But all I would say to that is, in the weeds, I will comment. Sure, you know, with James Stewart, if he doesn't have It's a Wonderful Life and Vertigo, are we still talking about him? But in this context, the point is, he does have those movies, unlike Warren Beatty. You know, Warren Beatty doesn't have those two absolute... Yeah, but I... And Dick Tracy. I I don't know, man. I wouldn't consider those in the same notability as Vertigo and It's a Wonderful Life. Maybe that's just me, but I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I don't know. Bonnie and Clyde's massive, man. People... Everyone, uh, even if you haven't seen Bonnie and Clyde, if someone references Bonnie and Clyde, you know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But, well, and Heaven is Can that Wait, based I haven't the, seen Heaven Can Wait, but I know of it. Is that based on the people or, the, or the, that specific film? I, 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 I mean, it's kind of one of those, if it weren't for the film, would we be talking about the people? Actually, no, like, I'll don't take know. that back. I'll take that back, because the, the film... The the budget for that film was two and a half million, and it earned seventy million. So it it was it wasn't just like a B grade Hollywood. Yeah, and two and a half million in. Okay, actually, I'll I'll take that because it it also had Gene Hackman in it. It had a Mm -hmm. lot of okay. So that is a movie that is just me not knowing. I guess the only other thing I'll say, and this is a more bigger picture thing, is you're right. Maybe us not knowing Warren Beatty in the context of the time, but what I will say back to my original point. I still know about Al Pacino. I still know about Madonna. So wow. no, but but I'm just saying the star power. I still feel whether this guy was hot tamales at the time. I I wonder if it was just a bit of one B going on. You know, you had your one A talent and then your one B talent. Again, I don't think it's necessarily a problem whether I'm right or you're right. He does a de- like Warren Beatty does a decent job. I'm just he's. In hindsight, the star power isn't as equal as it is. It sure. maybe was at the time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite favorite character, favorite actor for me in this film, just because we haven't covered him yet, um, mm. is not in it much. But I loved every moment of Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. Uh, so again, another thing that I took me a bit of time to understand. Who was playing that? I, I was going, where's Dustin Hoffman? Oh, oh that's really? him. That's him. Oh, I knew the second I saw him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. I loved I loved Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. And then <laughs> Dick Van Dyke was great, but then Dick Van Dyke wasn't, you know, like, if you have Dick Van Dyke and he's not cracking wise or dancing <laughs> or singing. Yes. Yes. Then it's kind of like. What are you doing? Dick Van Dyke's here, but we're not using him. Yeah. Right? And so that was kind of like, yeah, nice to see Dick Van Dyke. Very familiar. I mean, you could put that guy in eight pounds of prosthetics <laughs> and you'd, you'd know the voice. Yeah. Right? So that's nice, but it's just, it's not, it like, I don't know. Like the Dick Van Dyke's character, his appearance in this was not stand out for me in no. any way. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be using that talent. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then the kid. The kid's great. Right? The kid, 
the kid is great. Um, yep. Charlie Corsmo. Mm. It looks like that's his name. Um, it also looks like he's still acting. Kind <laughs> okay, of? Good for him. I mean, well, you tell me if this is still acting. Sure. After this, in 1990, same year, he was in a movie called Heat Wave. He had three movies yeah. come out in 1990. Men okay. Don't Leave, Dick Tracy, and Heat Wave. Sure. So the kid was, kid was hot. Yep. Kid, right? kid was cashing in those checks. The next year, he has three more movies. What About Bob, The Doctor, and Hook. Hook and What About Bob come out the same year. Wow. Talk about... Wow. Okay. Then six years later, mm. six six to seven years later, 1998, sure. is his next film. Okay. Can't Hardly Wait. Like that's what it's called? Yep. I his mean, apparently next, they apparently they could wait six years. In, as a matter of yeah, fact, well, but. his next film is twenty years later in two thousand eighteen. <laughs> oh man! And then he's got something set to come out this year. So that's I an, like that's you know, an interesting career path. I got to be honest. Yeah, like you know, probably went to school, did whatever. Yeah, doesn't like whatever. You know, and and I mean, he's not in this thing coming out this year. He's certainly not top billed. Like, sure, you know, nobody cares. But Sebastian Stan's in it, <laughs> right? That? So it's it's it's. What do you mean? Like the Winter Soldier, Bucky? Oh, okay. Um, and so it's it, like it's he's not in things that are nobody nobody sure. cares about. Nobody, kn- well, maybe nobody cares about them. I don't know, but yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's trying to get a career going again i you know i don't know oh yeah i don't know sebastian sebastian stan yeah he he exists i can confirm he was in that he was in um he played the mad hatter in the once upon a time series oh okay yeah you know you know the show yeah have you watched the show i've i've heard of it yeah you should watch it it's good um so yeah (laughs) i you know in and and talking about the kid, I think that, like, the only thing in this film that felt like it had depth and meaning for me mm. was his chemistry, his relationship with Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fair. Like, that, every moment of that was good, mm-hmm. right? Dick Tracy's response when he sees that the kid finally picked a name and it's Dick Tracy Jr. Yeah. Right? Like, I got almost choked up for a sure. film that up until this point, I'm like, eh. And then in that moment, I'm like, Wow. Wow, that's powerful. That's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And then he's got the, you know, and, and they almost had like this like Batman and Robin thing going on, right? Where like now they're going off, the calls come through on the watch and they're going to go off in the car together. They got to head down to the bank or, you know, whatever it is because there's been a murder or there's been a shooting or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And they're they're like a duo. He's going to rely on this inappropriately young kid to have at a murder scene. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Right, yeah. that's the Batman and Robin dynamic. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I that was great. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't dislike the prosthetics in this film. Hmm. I I think it's a fun world that they've that they've shown us. Sure. But they did zero world building, and that's I think that's where one of my big issues comes from. Mm. is it feels like this movie is expecting or assuming 
that you are already a fan of the comic. Mm. There's no explanation for why does this guy look like he got run over by a lawnmower and nobody's concerned about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no. Why why is it not a bigger deal that the person we're after doesn't have a face? Right. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, like everybody just looks like you know, somewhere between horrible mm. car accident and and ball sack face. And <laughs> and nobody and, and that's just the world. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I have no issue with that. I like that there's a guy named Lips who's got like this extra wide mouth and the lips and and sure. whatever and the flat top and the you know like cool. Mm. Cool. It's a fun world. Mm-hmm. But I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. why this is and maybe the comic doesn't either. Mm. Right? Maybe it's because maybe in the 1930s you're just making a comic and you call a guy named Lit, you call a guy flat top and he you know that was how he was drawn in the 30s was with a flat head and a big unibrow and some exaggerated features. Mm-hmm. And they just never stopped drawing him that way. And so when 1990 comes and you go to make the film, y- you decide artistically to literally lift those characters off the page. Maybe First. that's all it is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But some world building would have been nice because there's one moment where she madonna says he's like lips is eating something he's like eating clams or something super disgustingly and she's like i don't want to watch you eat because it makes me nauseous Mm. and and he says it never used to make you sick and she says well you never used to be a something and she calls him something i can't remember if it was like gremlin or 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 some i don't think it was gremlin but it was something like that and I don't know if that was just a slight. Like, I don't know if that was just her calling him, like, you know, a, 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 a rat or scum or disgusting or a pig or, you know, or whatever it is. Or mm-hmm. if that was, because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, okay, hang on. Because some people in this world look fine. They hmm. look normal. They look like normal people. And so it's almost like there's a separate race here or there's a there's a race of like mutated people. And and I was hoping for an explanation. I was hoping for oh, you know, it's you know, whatever. It's the this guy lives on the side of the tracks where the chemical plant is or you know whatever it is. <laughs> right. But it just that never came and for me that wrecked a lot of what was going on. Because I was like, I, I, you know, I like the world, but I just wish I knew the why. Right. And we don't get it. We don't get it. No. Yeah. No. And because we don't get it, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um. What else? What else do you need to cover? That might be most of uh, what I need to cover as far as uh, yeah. Again. It's th- the, the Michael Bay explosion-esque action climax at the end, too, was f- just a fascinating choice for uh, unloading a gun on a group of people that your your romantic interest is in. What did you think about the romantic interest? I'm not sure I thought... I think maybe it ties to maybe the point you made about the story being a little flat. I never really got their chemistry, so I'm not sure if it's a matter of their, their uh, acting... Mean- not interweaving which, well or just which not romantic well interest are we talking about 
the non Madonna, the non the non Madonna. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't get I I I didn't understand the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not living together, but he kisses her. So I guess they're just dating. Um, because then he does propose during kind the film, of. and I thought that was I, I liked the proposal. I liked okay. that the proposal was a callback to your one in a million, and mm-hmm. he tossed her the ring, and she didn't have to say anything. She just put it on and smiled, and that was you know enough of a mm-hmm. like. I liked I liked that. That for me was fun. Um, but. Dick Tracy is, um, well, scum, uh, because <laughs> I like I just didn't, you know, you effed up, right? Okay, you effed up. You kissed Madonna, right? Yeah. But she was like, she's like the blonde ballroom singer. She's pushing her boobs up into your face, <laughs> flirting with you. She's got the red lipstick. It's the 1930s. You're the detective that can't be tied mm-hmm. down. You know, whatever. Okay. Sure. And he kissed her. Yeah. And he, she came, you know, the other girl came back with the melting pistachio ice cream and Dick Tracy got caught. And, and so the other girl skips down and the mother who is clearly the mother of this girl who is clearly just like neck deep in the patriarchy is like, well, it takes a lot of understanding to love a man like that. And it's like, uh, excuse me. You're basically telling her, well, it, it just takes a girl who's oak, who's, who's confident enough to be cheated on. Who has low okay standards. In order to, yeah, right? Who's got no self-respect is what it takes in yeah. order to. And I was like, okay. Um, but then she forgives him and she goes back and, and you know, you would hope Dick Tracy's learned his lesson because he spends a lot of this movie regretting that she's left and he's pining after her and he's, you know, whatever. And then Madonna, who keeps trying to throw herself at Dick Tracy, right, is... You know, he, there's another scene where she's like, okay, like, you know, hey, like, it, it, tell me the truth. Like, you you know, you like me or you're into me or you think about me or, you know, like, you no, know, you like me the way I like you and <laughs> you or you want me. That's what it was. You want me. Right. And, you know, and then Dick Tracy confesses to her. He says, you know, if what do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you that I think about you? Okay, fine. I think about you, right? And it's like, okay, right? But like, I don't, and maybe I'm way out of line here. I don't know. I don't think that that's, it, remove the fact that you've kissed her previously. Right. Right? You remove the fact that you've kissed her previously. I don't think it's a major issue that, he's got a little bit of a crush on her, mm-hmm. right? Because it's super, it's a superficial skin deep. He thinks she's hot. Sure. Right. And she's, yeah, she is. Okay. <laughs> she's got the, well, because she like, because that's what she's trying to put out there. Right. Mm-hmm. She's got like the push up this and the hair and the lipstick and the, she's a ballroom. She's a performer. She, that's her thing in the 1930s is to attract the men. Right. And so does does he think about her? Sure. And I I don't necessarily think that that in and of itself is is a big sin, because, you know, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got when I was a younger man 
was uh, was from someone who I know has been married for like 40 years, right? In a very great, you know, well, I'm not going to say great relationship. Nobody's got, nobody's like, hey, well, we have the perfect marriage. <laughs> They're lying to you. Um, but it was like, has been married in a committed relationship for like 40 years and has said like, there will be times. It was an eye opener for me because until someone who's older than you tells you this, you don't realize this and, and you're just setting yourself up to think that you're a horrible person there's something wrong with you there will be times even if you're committed and you're married and you're whatever where you develop a crush on someone at work or someone you know the cashier at the whatever right and <laughs> it's not like a it, it's not like a i have feelings for you i'm going to leave my partner for no it's hey we have fun chemistry it's fun talking to you and I don't know you. I don't. I don't even know your last name, right? Like, but I find you physically attractive and whatever. And you develop develop like the smallest, shallow, superficial crush. It's not acting on that that keeps you in in the clear, right? You can't be like texting that person. You can't be like you know whatever. But if there's someone you find attractive and you you find them attractive, it's the fact that even once everything is said and done. Dick Tracy kisses Madonna again as she's lying there dying. Right? Yeah. Leans down, kisses her. She's was, like the yeah. super villain at this point. Yeah. Leans down, kisses her, and then goes literally in the same scene, then leaves and goes back out to the other girl and plants one on her. Yeah. Like, hey, baby, I'm back, and I'm committed to you for real this time. Like, <laughs> was, just like that's actually true. I forgot all about that. This You're was because right. there like, was the the uh, kiss in the shipyards was okay. You've crossed the line, but you live and you learn. No, it was in their apartment. No, wasn't it in the shipyards? Well, oh, there was one, right. It was, there was one no, in the apartment for sure. No, you're right. It was in the apartment. Regardless, you. Li- I'm not actually meaning this, but you live and you learn. But right. in the ending, it's mistakes. like, she's like, she got so hurt when that happened the first time. And it, to me, it seemed like his, his non Madonna friend was not that far off. You're playing with dynamite, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. She's going to see it again. And that's, that's going to yeah. be it. Especially because just with the way the timeline goes, I'm pretty sure the ring's already in his pocket. <laughs> it was pro the ring was probably pressing against Madonna as they yeah. kissed. She's like, Oh, you just happy to see me, or is that a ring for the woman that you're actually <laughs> for supposed to be? With? Is that a ring for someone else? Because yeah. I'm I'm dying here. Like, you know, and I you know what? There's and then I go back and forth on this. Because <laughs> okay. no, well, you see, because no, I still think it's scummy. Right, mm-hmm. I still think it was it was you know, but they weren't technically even back together at this point. Okay, sure, but your intentions—you probably have the ring already. Your intentions, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think there's something about like, you know, it's 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 kind of in the same vein as that, like the New Year's Eve kiss, mm. where where you can just kiss someone on New Year's Eve. Like if you're not if you're a single person, and someone else is a single person, you can just kiss someone on New Year's Eve, and it's it's, it's a New Year's Eve kiss it's not you're not dating now it's not 
do you know what i mean there's there's, like not that that's i've never done that and that's Mm -hmm. not my mentality but it is a mentality and so you know there's something about like i'm dying don't why not kiss me right like i and i don't know and i can't even i'm not i'm not doing it justice i'm not putting it into words well i'm not articulating did did kylo ren and ray kiss at the end of episode nine uh because it's kind of the same thing if i remember correctly people were upset saying why did they kiss because they just went through something yeah and it was something like you know what in this circumstance, it's not just app like it's not just A, B, and C of no. are we romantically interested? Are we kissing? So you're no, saying you're- in this circumstance, Dick Tracy and Madonna are having a moment. Maybe it's not romantic. Maybe it's not the same kind of moment they're having. I before. don't. It's yeah, and I don't. Two know, humans having like a you know this for him, it's a near death experience. For her, it's a death Cause experience. Because the, the kiss is essentially the next level up from a hug. Right? Like a kiss is just an embrace. Mm. And as long as you're not like putting your tongues in each other's mouths. Well, who knows? Then I mean, she's probably gasping for air, so that tongue's th- th- going then, wherever then, it wants. Then a kiss is an embrace, right? And and it's like there are many there are many cultures around the world that kiss each other on the lips as a greeting. Sure. Right? As as an embrace, as a friendly embrace. And I'm not saying that I think that that's what Dick Tracy was doing. I think he's scum. I think he was <laughs> like I know you're dying, but how about a quickie, right? Like, I think that that's, <laughs> right? Like, this was one Roger Moore away from sex in a boat as the credits roll. But I'm just saying <laughs> that I get the concept, and and I think there's merit to that idea, but I mm. don't think that that's what Dick Tracy was doing here. As I said, Fair. I think he's scum. Yeah, I mean. I think yeah. he's scum. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, but you can't wear a yellow suit like that and then not expect to you know if you if you're married you could be happily married right you put on a you put on an outfit like that and you go out the door your wife's a fool or husband or whatever mm-hmm. you go out you go out dressed in all yellow you're you're just asking for it yeah you're gonna be kissing <laughs> you're gonna be kissing tales old as time and your partner just has to understand that i look look sweetheart i'm dressed all in yellow today <laughs> all all these, bets are these, off. All you, bets you, are you're, off. You're selfish to want these lips just just yourself. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's, the guy's scum. But yeah, I, it's it. Yeah, fun to look at. Kind of a shallow. Like I don't know. Mm. I don't. Eh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. On a scale of zero to ten, sir, is that where we're at? Are we ready? I to? think that's where all we're right. at. What do you give Dick Tracy on a scale of zero to ten? I think a five. I don't think I'd go any higher. I I don't I maybe toyed with a six. I think five is there. I don't know if I'd give it a four. Like I don't think I'd say it's bad, but I think it just falls right into that on the fence in the middle where if in a few years someone was like, Yeah, let's watch it, my mind might remember some of the color schemes and elements that I were like I was thinking, hey, I liked that. And then once I watched it, I reminded more of maybe the shallow storyline, the character limitations, and kind of the interesting bits that aren't explored to a fuller, you know, like you said, world building and richer characters, and the limitations might be reminded of me. So 
I gave it a right down the middle. There's the equal things that I liked to disliked, and I gave it a five out of ten. What did you give Dick Tracy? You know, you just upset a lot of people, right? Because Dick Tracy's like, man, it's just it's iconic. I think it's yeah. probably nostalgic for a lot of people. Sure. I know. So, so the Rotten Tomatoes audience score for Dick Tracy is five is fifty three percent. Audience. Audience. Oh, wow. Okay. And I looked at that before the show, and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it a 5.3. I'm going to agree with the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you know, again, fun to look at. I almost got, like, some 1989 Tim Burton Batman Gotham vibes in a lot of the, like, matte paintings and stuff. And and so Mm. I liked all that. I liked that it was a movie that at times felt like a moving comic strip. Mm. Um, but I didn't like a lot else. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like it just didn't, I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it. Yeah. You know, no, I was like, it was fine. Yeah. You know? That's and fair. so that's kind of where that five comes in. Yep. It's sort of right down the middle. Eh, take it or leave it. I didn't yep. like, I didn't love it. Didn't do anything for me. I don't need to watch it ever again. Maybe mm-hmm. I would if it yeah. was with people. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, you haven't seen Dick Tracy? Yeah, I think you would find this, you know, because it's 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 a movie where it would be fun to see someone else's reaction to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not like burning. I'm I'm not I don't feel like an hour and 45 minutes of my life were wasted. No. Having watched it. So Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch this week, sir? I've got, I, I was waiting a bit to kind of talk about them all at once, but I've watched since we've last talked about movies generally. I've all watched- of the Planet of the Apes films and you're ready to review them. <laughs> no, I've watched the three Rush Hour films. From, oh man. Yeah, it's, uh. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? No, man, nobody understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. (laughs) So, I mean, very resembling of the times. We got 1998, the original, 2001, Rush Hour 2, and 2007, Rush Hour 3. I will say, I remember watching them as a kid growing up. You know, you, you go for the neat Jackie Chan choreography at the time, the kind of the funny vibes. Some of the jokes were still kind of funny. Some of them aged really poorly as far as cultural, you know, appropriateness. Um, I I gave Rush Hour 1 a 5 out of 10. It's right down the middle. I liked some of it. I disliked some of it. They got progressively worse. Rush Hour 2, I I gave a 4. It was bad, but... Really? Yeah. And then Rush Hour 3 got even worse. I gave it a 3 out of 10. It just... It got quite watered down, you know, in the, if you can enjoy the original, what makes it great gets a bit watered down in two and is just completely diluted by number three. So, yeah. See, I I haven't seen Rush Hour 3 and I don't know, I don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, But it's so interesting to me because my understanding and my opinion Mm -hmm. is that Rush Hour 2 is something special. Like it is far superior to the first rush hour. I mean, I I found it didn't land in some ways. I agree that their chemistry, just by having more on air time by number two, 
yeah, their chemistry is a lot better. So in some ways, yeah, some things are better. But I just found overall, maybe some of the magic was a bit lost from where the original one was. So none of them are perfect. You know, I guess I will say the one underlying element of just Jackie Chan's incredible, incredible talents have some of his choreographed scenes are just insane, like in a good way. So I will just say there's always a kick out of that in all three of them. But uh, the story got progressively, progressively just less less anchored and a little bit out there. And the more you watched it, and by the time I finished number three, I was be I was pulling a Brady. I needed to be a completist and finish the whole trilogy. By the time I finished the third one, I was going, "Wow, you know that that was enough. That was enough." And um, I've I've got my rush hour fill for maybe a, maybe quite a long time. What what did you watch this week? So surprising to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I watched. I rewatched the Super Mario movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I was with people who, who hadn't seen it. It was kind of one of those, you know. What did they think? Um, I think they echoed a lot of, you know, nice to look at. Yeah. Like visually amazing. Um, but just kind of a, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched Josh Hutchinson in Five Nights at Freddy's. Hmm. No? No, I've not. I've heard a lot about this film, but I haven't. Seen well, it's a it. video game, first and oh, foremost. Oh, it's a video right? game. Like, My it's, apologies. Yeah, it's a movie based off a video game. No, oh. like, it is a movie, but it, it, it is based off a popular horror video game franchise. So it's a movie based off a game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I watched that. Eh. I think I, I think it was entertaining. I don't think it was scary. I think it was entertaining. There's a little bit of a mystery going on. They definitely put some... Um, I've never played the game, so I don't know if this is... But I, like my understanding is there's not a whole lot of story in the games. Like It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty gameplay-centric. Mm. Um, versus story centric, and and so they've definitely built and baked some story into the movie, um, sure. to give it, you know, some some oomph. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you know whatever. Um, and then I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! I rewatched. Uh, no, I watched two other films. Uh, I watched rewatched Medicine Man. Oh, I think you mentioned this last time about uh, maybe or maybe, I I, or maybe it was on the movie news. You mentioned it recently. No, maybe I did. Um, but the other one I watched is a movie called Fall. Oh, and it is um, it's a net it's on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. Okay, um, and it's basically about two girls who well, it's a group of three friends, a, a guy and a girl husband and wife and their female friend, they're all rock climbers. And at the start of the movie, there's a horrible accident while they're climbing this, like they're quite high up. Um, and the guy falls to his death. Oof. And the wife and the friends both watch it happen. We jump to a year later and the wife is just, you know, she's an alcoholic now. She's like, She's really struggling. 
And the mm. best friend shows up out of nowhere and says, hey, I'm going to go, you know, it's it's the anniversary this week Jeez. of it happening. Yeah. Um, I have this big climb planned. You got to come with me. Jeez. Right? Like, you got to come. And what they're climbing is a 2,000-foot TV tower. What? Like communications tower. Okay. And, you know, they climb up. And, of course, just as they're getting to the top or whatever, this old, rusty, no longer in use tower and the ladder rips off the side of it. And then they're trapped 2,000 feet in the air above cell phone service, above, you know, sitting baked in the sun. There's, like, buzzards flying around them. Like, it's this whole thing. And what I will tell you about this film, Mm. I recommend it to do. It is, it's low budget, and so there's like some green screen moments or whatever, like mm. when the guy's falling and it feels like, <laughs> oh, feels like when a guy falls in cliffhanger from the eighties, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's just like, it's like, oh, okay, there's no money for that, huh? Um, <laughs> and so, but there aren't many of those moments, right? There's like maybe two like real janky CGI moments and they're brief. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of moments where you spend time looking at them going, oh, just, just just do, like, you have a solution for the problem, mm. right? You're like, just do this. Mm-hmm. Just do this. Why aren't you doing this? Um, and But that made it more fun than, than anything because I watched it with someone else. And so we mm. were both kind of, like, vocal about it. And it was right. kind of fun. Um, there are some turns and some places and some story elements uh, that this film go places this film goes that I, we don't we didn't expect it to even halfway through we're like oh gosh i did not think like hmm. you know it's just this movie just changed holy okay here we Interesting. go right so i recommend it the fall it's not super long i think it's like 90 minutes okay and it doesn't, even though it's one of those movies where the majority of it is just the two of them up on top of the tower, it doesn't feel like that, mm. right? It, it, it's, it, there's enough going on, there's enough development, there's enough, well, let's try this, well, let's talk about that, you know, oh, crap, now there's this issue, um, okay, now there's a twist, right? Like, there's enough of that that you're just, you're in it the whole time, whole time. Hmm. I really recommend Fall. Interesting. Fall yeah. or the fall? Fall, just fall. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 2021 or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, twenty. Pretty recent. Twenty-three. Hmm. No. Uh. Movie Netflix. Twenty twenty two. Great year. Great year yeah. for movies about rock climbing. When a high rise climb goes wrong, best friend Becky and Hunt best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves stuck atop a two thousand foot TV tower. Yeah. Hmm. It's quite something. I and the team and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it. Oh. Who's so Watchmen, <laughs> The Walking Dead, Supernatural. 
Look up Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Right oh, now. yes, 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 yes. P.S. Yes, I yes, love yes. you. P- right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's so, but he's like the biggest name in it by far. Sure. <laughs> right. Sure. Like he's like, and he's, and he just plays the one girl's dad. Like he's not, he's hardly in it. Okay. He's in it about as much as they could afford to have him in it. <laughs> right. He was, he was on set for one day. If that. If that. But all right, sir, wrap it up. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us today. We were here as long as we could afford it to. Um, check out our socials below, like, follow, subscribe. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your support. Speaking of support, check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page. It's ways for you to support the show, help us pay some bills, and we give you some perks back, whether it's the occasional bonus episode, um, some interesting clips and tidbits, whether it's uh, you know ex- uh, bonus voting power, all the different tiers that we've got. Check it out. Give us a consideration. As and soon as until- we're done recording... Pete and yeah. I are, I'm actually going to discuss with Pete, um, very briefly, a, an idea for some new Patreon content. So, Perfect. We're always, we're always, always expanding. Always, 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 always. Uh, so yeah, until next time, whether you're joining us for movie news and ne- another vote or uh, uh, whatever you're joining us for, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, and remember, if someone's dying, just kiss them. <laughs> I mean ask first but yes well yeah well, yeah but if like if they've also spent the last three weeks trying to throw themselves at you oh yeah and, and ruin your current relationship you don't need to them. ask in that yeah, context. just kidding yeah just kiss him yeah